Hi there. One, two, three. This is a podcast about injustice. Who knows what that word means? Well, George Floyd and his family. I actually seen a picture of his wife and his little girl. So pretty. I've seen a few things in the news that made my heart go wow. Like, they were rioting, y'all. Of course they were rioting. The people have a right to be angry. I'm not saying it's okay. I'm going to tell you something about me. And you probably have this um, thrown at you yourself. People telling you not to be angry. What? What? How the fuck can we not be angry and hurt about this shit? I won't be the one to tell y'all not to be angry. But the thing I will say. Y'all are beautiful black people. Y'all hear me? My black man, y'all are beautiful. And y'all are strong. I seen something that I couldn't help but reshare and reshare this article. Even though I've been recently trying not to post so much stuff. I'm trying not to be in the whole pile of stuff that people are advertising. Even though I have a lot of stuff that I can advertise. I'm trying to tell myself to have self-control. Let's get off of me. Let's get on this very important subject. What I seen in the riot that was so instrumental was, I think it was like maybe six black men in the riot. Yeah, protecting this white officer in the circle. And the white officer is inside the circle while they're trying to protect this white officer. Kudos to y'all, black men. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. That's my brothers right there. You know what I'm saying? And I know that we have a right to be angry and hurt. See, I'm going to tell you something. This man didn't deserve this. But at the same time, we're not to hurt people that had nothing to do with what happened. You understand? I understand that we have a right to be angry. Don't get it fucked up. Yes, be angry. But it's how you use your anger. Anger can distract you if you're not careful. Anger can disrupt what you're trying to do. Well, those six men did. I'm assuming it's six. It might have been like four or five. They used their mind. And they protect this man who was being attacked on by the crowd. An angry crowd. A hurting. Huh. I'm hurting. I'm still crying. See. And you know what I'm crying for? This country. What are we doing? They're so fucked up. That man did not deserve that. That was not his legacy. And this little girl won't have a father. Daddies are, can be something else. There's no such thing as a perfect man. But I'm thinking about how little she is. This little girl... Yeah, I'm, I'm about to cry because I'm thinking about my dad. And at that age, my dad was my hero. You hear me? At that age, my dad could carry me on 
his shoulders. I actually remember a particular event where my father took me to a wrestling event. My brother fucked up. He's always doing some shit. He was, me and him was, he was like night and day. He was always doing something. So instead of him going to the wrestling match, I did. I couldn't see Hulk Hogan, uh, Jake the Snake, Junkyard Dog. I'm talking old 80s stuff. And my dad did the hero thing. I said, Daddy, I can't see. I had to be two or three years old. He said, you can't see? He picked me up and put me on his shoulders. When you see his wife and the little girl, the little girl is in her mom's, or no, in her father's arms, I'm sorry. This beautiful, strong black man. She won't know him. I like to think she's going to remember him. It's going to be really important for her to remember him because she won't know him as a teenager for her prom, you know, important stuff. As an adult woman, she won't know him. So I like to think this situation that happened is so traumatic. She's going to try to hold on to that hero that daddy was holding her. She's that little. She had to be probably two or three years old. Little, pretty little girl. I'm hurt. I expect more from us, America. We all got our issues. God knows we do. I say within the black community, we have our own issues. Hello. Well, we're all human. Let's just come to a common ground. We're all human. But let me say this much. A lot of y'all been stepping up in ways that I can't be, I can't help but be happy and proud of you. Protesting, protecting the innocent. My black people, I am so proud of you. And my, yeah, I'm going to go there. And my white people and non-black African-American people. I'm seeing y'all stand up for us. And I love it because it's the right thing to do all the way around. So if there's a silver lining in this crazy situation, this is the silver lining because I've never seen this before. I've seen black brutality. I'm 40 years old, so of course I've seen my share. I've been harassed by the police myself. I'm a black woman. Of course they harass me. There's idiots everywhere. There's a village idiot everywhere. I don't care what state, what city, what country you're in. There's a village idiot everywhere. Okay. So, know that this, this shit that just happened. Know that I believe we're all praying for him and his family. Because I had seen a picture of him holding his pretty little girl. And his wife. And up under it said, this is the only picture I want to see of him. And I didn't think about it. We're all looking at this man as this victim being tormented in public view in front of everybody. It has its pros and its cons so forth as this video being filmed. I think I was told that a teenager filmed this? Wow. What a brave teenager. And I'm a person who enjoys being behind the camera. I don't know if I would have did what she did. But to me, that took a sense of bravery. This girl, I don't even know who she is. But I believe I've seen a picture of her. 
and people saying certain things about her, somebody had to do it. And that's evidence right there that they did what they did. And the girl had the human right to do that. If you're doing wrong shit, this is how I feel. In life, it's best that you do things right. So when the light is being shed on you, you don't have a reason to feel ashamed. These officers should feel ashamed. It ain't no telling what other elfed up shit have these officers done. And then my understanding, the one who, who had his knee in the man's neck, he's done stuff to other people. Huh. He's done stuff to other people. This was just his time to get caught. That's how I'm able to see it. And yes, celebration time. He is in prison right now as we speak. And you know, I hope the prison... His inmates are fucking him up. He's probably in protection right now. I forget what you call it, but I know it's when you're in protection. He's probably in protection. I'm assuming they're going to do that since he's an officer of the law. But I hear that police officers get their ass tore up in prison. You understand their point. They're probably dealing with the same people they locked up. (laughs) So, uh, but this motherfucker, yeah, he had it coming. And... I say he makes all Americans, well, more than just Americans, I'm sorry. He makes himself look bad. I don't even know his name. I don't care to know his fucking name. Fuck that bitch. I feel bad for his family or anybody that's related to this man or associated with this man. I feel bad for them because people are going to look down at, at them associating his fuck up. Now, I think we all know somebody who done some fucked up shit that sometimes, and I've had people do this to me, they look at me in association with this individual. Not that I did anything wrong to him, it's the association. So anybody who's related to the man, I, I pity him. I do. They're probably like, yeah, we already knew he was a fuck up. I think we all got family members and friends and associates that everybody know they are real fuck up. (laughs) I laugh, but it's true. Because I got a whole list of them motherfuckers. And they are men, women, different nationalities. Uh, A fuck up is a fuck up. A village idiot, a fool, and his lost cause is a fool. A fool without a cause. No, I'm sorry. They say a fool in its lost cause. You want to be more concerned about them. A, a fool that has literally nothing to lose. He's being had this. This was, according to what I was reading, was a long time coming. So, this podcast today will be about racism. Hmm. I didn't realize I'd be talking about racism. I didn't realize it was something that needed to be talked about on the air. I mean, let me keep it honest with you for a minute. Now, you have different types of people in this world. And it is really up to us to choose what type of person we want to be to people. That's it. I don't care what your job is or your interest is. You make the type of choice of what type of character you desire to have. You design that. Don't nobody make that for you. You do it on your very own. You might have inspiration around you, you know, but... It's really up to you. A lot of us do a lot of fucked up stuff. And my heart aches when I seen that. And it's still talking about it. And 
I think with black men, a lot of them are feeling like, what the fuck? And then I'm thinking about black men who are fathers and women who are mothers to little boys. What do they have to look forward to? Even though, hey, look, y'all don't get discouraged. I mean, you can, but I'm just saying, I'm just trying to to encourage you. Don't get discouraged. In our lifetime, we got to see a black president. Hello. And then some people say, well, he's mixed. Yeah, uh uh-huh. His father is from Kenya. He's from, look, his father's from Kenya. His mother's white. So what? (laughs) He's American. And we got to see a black president get elected in. And I want to give a high five to all y'all who supported that particular president. I just have a lot of faith in the Obamas, Barack Obama, um, regardless of the crazy mess they said about him. I remember right before he got elected, they tried to paint him as the Antichrist. What the fuck? If that's the case, every president is the Antichrist. And I mean every last one of them motherfuckers. And I got a list of them, including the one that we're dealing with now that I could easily go, oh yeah, that's the Antichrist. I would love to believe it because I don't like them anyways. <laughs> it's really easy, you know. But um look y'all, we've done a lot of things as a people. I've noticed a lot of different things with it's just not hurting just the black people. Hear me out. It's hurting everybody. And we're talking different nations of people. Are y'all paying attention to the media? Because I sure in the hell am and I am reading it. I've read stuff like Okay, this woman looks like she's Caucasian. She doesn't live in America anymore. She lives in France. And she says, this is one of the reasons why I'm glad I'm not in the United States. Because the way they hunt black men. And this is a white woman that's saying this shit. You hear me? If you know anything about the civil rights, there were not only black people who were killed. Hello. It was white people together being beat up being tormented, being killed, being buried. We're all in this together. It's just going um, full circle, really. We're really all in this together. And I just want to point that out. You know, then I've actually seen other idiots, I call them idiots, who are not American, who are of African descent, and they say, oh, well, I'm glad that our country not going through that, or our country would never do that. And I want to almost pop them in their mouth, you know, almost. But that's black home, black crime, and that's not really helping nothing. <laughs> but it's like, almost like you're going, damn, I definitely don't want to go to America. If that's America, count me out. And I can understand their logic or their, their being cynical. I get it. <laughs> uh, everybody wants to be a clown, right? Everybody wants to be a jokester. Maybe that's just a way of them dealing with the shit. I don't have to agree with it. I don't agree with it because I live here. And I mean, look here. Yeah, there's been times I thought about leaving the United States. Hell, I have left the United States to go to Canada. I'm from Detroit originally. I've been to Canada so many times. It's sickening. (laughs) So I'm 10 minutes from Canada. Detroit is 10 minutes from Canada. Windsor, Canada. Okay, so I've been there too many times already. The point I'm making is I'm not going to let... A bad circumstance 
make me run about my country like I'm a refugee. Fuck that shit. Why should I? <laughs> you know, I, I have to tell you because I've been on the other side where I've actually assisted refugees. When I lived in Las Vegas, Nevada, in an organization called African Refugees. And no, I didn't just assist Africans. I assisted Japanese. I assisted Cubans. I assisted Arabic people who were put, they had to leave or they were going to kill them. Because of their faith, because of their status, you get the fuck out your own country. You're forced to leave. So, yeah, that is not the problem here. The problem here is this injustice. I don't think there's a price, really, but there should be something that should be done for the sake of his family. For that little girl I'm thinking about. Her hero is gone. Her strong male figure is gone. Damn, that's just so fucked up. I don't even know what to say on that. But I'm not going to waste no more of your time. It's almost 20 minutes to um, me doing this podcast. But I had to do another Injustice Part 2 podcast. And this is speak about my hurt and my pain. And you know what? I'm believing that everyone's in pain, not just... African Americans, even though we kind of take it a bit personal, we kind of are tired of this shit. When you see people going to riot, I'm not saying they should have did it, but they're tired of being tormented because they look different from somebody. When, if you talk to most African Americans, most of us being here for, if you talk about our bloodline tracing like mine, I have Native American on both sides of the family. Take your pick. Okay, so uh, when I say both sides, I say my mother and my father. I'm talking about great-grandparents on both sides of the family. So my people been here. We ain't going nowhere. <laughs> Native Americans were the originators in the first place, according to my understanding. Unless I do more research about that. But the point I'm making is, this is horrible. And I really hope that um, this keep bringing the good out of people. Like I mentioned, the good things and the good news and the <sighs> songs that I'm seeing being sung. And <sighs> it seems like we're winning battles here when I see us coming together and unifying. And I am loving that. Instead of turning on one another, that's the last thing we need to do to one another. We got the coronavirus thing going on as well as the injustice of the world. And the world is looking at us because we're the so-called nation, like powerful nation. We are a powerful nation. Together we are, and I admit that. I pause because we all just humans. But because we have this certain type of power and status quo, the world looking at us and seeing how we're going to react. So how are you going to react to this situation? What is your solution? My solution, honestly, is Keep letting this hard situation break out the best in us. Let's unify to one another. This has been a Tamika Michelle podcast. Thank you for hearing me out and thank you for hearing about this tough situation. You have a good evening. Bye-bye.